This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. Innal hamdalillahi ta'ala nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nastaghfiruh wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyiati a'malina man yahdihillahu fala mudillalahu wa man yudlil fala hadiyalah wa ashadu an la ilaha illallahu wahdahu la sharika lah وأشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارحام ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله تعالى وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار The book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the Quran contains many du'as It is mentioned on numerous occasions the different du'as that Allah azza wa jal narrates to us from the du'as of the Prophet alayhi salatu was salam or the other du'as that Allah azza wa jal relates to us in the Quran whether it's du'as for forgiveness and mercy, du'as for guidance and steadfastness upon the religion, du'as for the righteousness of your family and your children. But there is only one du'a in the Qur'an in which the Prophet ﷺ was ordered and commanded to seek an increase in something, to seek more of something. And that is the du'a that is mentioned towards the very end of Surah Taha, in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, commanding our Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and then, therefore, by extension, me and you, he says, zidni ilma," And say, O oh my Lord, grant me an increase in knowledge. That's the only time in the Qur'an that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is told to ask more of something, an increase in something. And it shows to you the importance of knowledge in this religion, how it is the cornerstone of many of the things that we do. If a person doesn't have knowledge, they don't know how to differentiate between what is tawheed and what is shirk. They don't know the difference between what is sunnah and what is bid'ah and innovation. They can't tell the difference between halal and haram, what is pleasing to Allah or what is displeasing to Him subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is why as Sufyan ibn Uyayna rahimahullah ta'ala then said that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, once he was given that instruction in the Qur'an, he continued to increase in knowledge sallallahu alayhi wasallam until the day that he died. Not only did he increase in seeking knowledge, but anyone who studied the sunnah, anyone who's picked up a book of hadith, anyone that's looked at the different stages and events in the life of the Prophet ﷺ will know very clearly that one of the major roles that the Prophet ﷺ played in his life was the role of a teacher. He taught, not only from the minbar or at the front of the masjid, but he taught in every single situation, every single event that he was in whether he was at home with his family and his children and grandchildren, or whether he was with his close friends and companions, 
or whether the Bedouin man just came from the desert and he came seeking something. Each one of those instances and many more in between were opportunities of learning and teaching. And that is because Allah Azza wa Jal gave this command to him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The whole community of Medina, the whole generation of the companions were students of knowledge. We only know the more famous from amongst them because they are the ones who were known for this. They were the ones who excelled in this. They were the ones who memorized the sunnah and related it to us. But the very many hundreds in between whose names you probably don't know, you've never heard of, but they're narrated and they're recorded in the books of the scholars. The vast majority of them we don't know, meaning that we don't know well or enough about them. They were still students of knowledge. Because the Prophet ﷺ didn't allow his community didn't allow the Muslims to be people of ignorance. That's what makes this ummah different from any nation that came before it or after it. What makes Muslims different from any other religion, that we practice our religion based upon knowledge, not just based upon culture or customs, based upon what someone says or thinks, based upon trends and patterns that take place around us. It is based upon what Allah said, what the Prophet said, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And that is why Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiyallahu an in what is collected and narrated by Imam Malik in his Muwatta, he said addressing the people of his time, and Ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhu was one of the early Muslims, one of the major companions, one of the most senior in knowledge radiallahu anhu. Ibn Mas'ud said, and he died only two decades after the time of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He said to the people of his time, "Innakum fi zamanin kathirun fuqahauhu qalirun qurra'u." You are fortunate addressing those people that he's talking to. You're fortunate to be living in a time in which the scholars are many and the people who read without understanding are very few and far between. Because if you don't go to Ibn Mas'ud, you find Ibn Abbas. And if you don't find Ibn Abbas, you find Ibn Umar. And if you don't find Ibn Umar, you find Abu Huraira. And if you don't find Abu Huraira, you go to Aisha. And if you don't find any of those companions, there's students from amongst the most senior of them of that time. Each one of them was an, um, a mountain of knowledge and piety. But then he said, But there will soon come a time upon people, where the scholars will be few and far in between. But those who read without understanding will be many. They will become the majority. And that's because we know that the Prophet ﷺ in a number of a hadith, he told us that that is one of the signs of Yawm Al-Qiyamah. He's warning people, a time will come where the scholars are few. Not, just, not because people can't read, the people who read will be many. Whether they read the Qur'an and they don't understand it, whether they pick up a book of hadith and they don't understand it, whether they're listening to lectures or whatever they're doing, but they don't really understand what it is that they're reading. And that is when things become dangerous. That is why Ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhu is telling his people to beware of that time. The Prophet ﷺ didn't allow anyone to go away without seeking knowledge. Even the people who would come from far distances, delegations that would arrive, they only had a week, 10 days, 2 weeks, a month in Medina. So all they had, that's the lump sum of their interaction with the Prophet ﷺ. Didn't allow them to leave and go back until they had sought enough knowledge that they needed for their religion. No one was considered to be an ignorant person. And if someone was ignorant, they didn't know, they made a mistake, they learned. People taught them. Because that is what makes this religion different. That is what makes the sharia different. That's what makes us as Muslims different from everyone else around us. 
The word is collected by Imam al-Bukhari rahimahullah ta'ala in the Sahih. On the authority of Abu Waqid al-Layfi radiyallahu an. He says, just to show you how the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam categorized people when it comes to this issue of learning and seeking knowledge. Abu Waqid said we were sitting once with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam and he was teaching us. And as he was teaching, three people entered, three men entered. The first one, he saw a space within the gathering, so he came and he sat down. The second one was shy, so he sat at the very back of the masjid. And as for the third one, he didn't sit, but he just saw what's going on and he left. After the Prophet ﷺ finished teaching, he said to them, أَلَا أُخْبِرُكُمْ عَنِ النَّفَرِ الثَّلَاثَةَ Shall I not inform you about these three people who have entered? أَمَّا أَحَدُهُمَا فَأَوَى إِلَى اللَّهِ فَأَوَى As for the first from amongst them, the one who came, he found space, he came. He wanted to see closeness to Allah, so Allah drew him closer. He saw nearness to Allah, so Allah brought him near. He saw protection in Allah, so Allah protected him. He wanted to lift off from himself that difficulty of ignorance when you don't know what's right or wrong. You commit an action, you perform something you don't know, will it bring me closer to Jannah or closer to the fire? So you go back to Allah and seek knowledge, you seek guidance, you make dua, you try, you make an effort, you seek to learn. Not because you're a scholar or you want to be an imam or you want to give the khutbah next week, but because it's what's best for you in your religion. It's what's going to protect you in this life, your family, your children. It's what makes you have that confidence, inshaAllah, that you're worshipping Allah upon basira, insight and knowledge. And as for the second man, the one who was shy, he sat at the very back, didn't, want to, didn't feel he could be part of the gathering, but at the same time didn't want to leave. So what does he do? Neither here nor there. Doesn't want to study, doesn't want to leave. So he sits at the very far back. As for the second, he was shy and embarrassed. So Allah treated him with that same type of embarrassment. You're too shy, you're too embarrassed to learn your religion. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't have need of me or you. Doesn't need to teach us. He doesn't gain anything. Your knowledge is, is based upon how much you are willing to learn. And that's why Imam al-Bukhari rahimahullah ta'ala mentioned the statement of Mujahid. Rahimahullah ta'ala, the famous student of Ibn Abbas, radiyallahu anhumah, la yata'allamu mustahin wa la mustakbir. Two types of people don't seek knowledge, they don't learn. The one who is too embarrassed to learn, the one who is too arrogant to learn. Those two people don't learn, they don't seek knowledge. And that is why Aisha radiyallahu anha said, and also while Imam al-Bukhari collects, ni'man nisa'u nisa'u l'ansar, lam yamna'ahunna hayauhunna iya tafaqahna fi deen. The best of women that I saw Aisha is saying, radiyallahu anha, was the women of the Ansar. Because the women in the time of the Prophet learned as well. Wasn't just for a few select people, the women would come and they would learn. They would ask the Prophet to teach them. They would want times when he would come and address them. And if they had questions, they would seek him out, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. The most blessed of women, she said, were the women of the Ansar. Their natural shyness, that women have their natural shyness, didn't stop them from learning their religion. They would come, even if they were shy, even if it was a sensitive topic, even if it's something which you don't normally speak about in front of strangers, let alone men. But they had to learn. And they wanted to know the halal and the haram. So they would come and they would speak to the Prophet akhar, The Prophet said, and as for the third man, the one who just turned away, didn't stay. فَأَعْرَضَ فَأَعْرَضَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ That man turned away, so Allah Azza wa turned away from him. If you don't have the humility to learn and study, 
You don't have within you that desire and that passion to want to learn about your religion that shows something about your nature. Shows something about your willingness to learn and come close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because it is human nature that when you love something, when you're passionate about something, there's not a single one of us here who doesn't have a hobby, an interest, a passion, except that that passion drives us to learn about it, to want to know more, to engage in it. Because that's why we've taken that passion on. That's why we have that interest, that hobby. But if as Muslims there is nothing more beloved to us than Allah, than the Prophet of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, then the book of Allah, the Quran, and the religion of Allah azza wa jal Islam, that has to show in the way that you're willing to interact, to engage, to learn, to seek knowledge concerning it. And that is why even in the time of the Prophet ﷺ, the young were not excluded. The Prophet ﷺ would encourage the youngsters to come, to learn, to seek knowledge. The Prophet ﷺ would see from amongst them those that he thought were most able, those that he thought had the most potential, and he would pick them out and he would teach them and he would give them time. He would encourage them and motivate them. Because the children of today are the scholars of tomorrow. Those youngsters of today are the leaders of the ummah tomorrow. And if knowledge stops and becomes stagnated with just one generation, and the people that come after don't see any benefit or any need to learn, that is when knowledge starts to disappear from this ummah. In the hadith of Imam al-Bukhari radiyallahu rahimahullah ta'ala collects in al-Sahih, Abdullah ibn Umar radiyallahu anhumah, he said that once the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam said to us, إِنَّ مِنَ الشَّجَرِ شَجَرَةِ لَا يَسْقُطُ وَرَقُهَا وَهِيَ مَثَلُ الْمُسْلِمِ فَحَدِّثُونِ مَا هِي Indeed, from amongst all of the trees, there is a tree. Its leaves never fall. Its example is like the example of the Muslim. What is that tree? The Prophet ﷺ is posing this question to a number of companions. Ibn Umar was from amongst them. But Abdullah ibn Umar at that time was a young man, a teenager. And he felt shy and embarrassed that he should speak in front of people who were older than him, more senior in knowledge than him, had been Muslims longer than him. So he didn't say anything. So he says that the different companions started mentioning the different trees of the desert. As for me, I thought to myself that it's going to be the date palm tree. But I was too shy to speak. So the Prophet ﷺ then said, إِنَّمَا هِيَ nahla. It is the date palm tree. Ibn Umar said, then I went home and I told my father Umar radiallahu an, this is what took place. And this is what I thought, but I didn't say it. Umar radiallahu an said, oh my son, had you spoken, it would have been more beloved to me than any type of wealth. That would have been more beloved to me. Because there is a time to be shy and embarrassed. You sit in front of your parents, you sit with elders, you sit with certain groups of people. It is good and it is from true character to show a level of respect and shyness before them. But there are times when you can't be shy. And one of those times is when it requires you to learn about your religion. There are times when you can't allow your arrogance or your pride or what you consider to be your self-respect to stop you from learning about your religion. And that is why the companions or the scholars of Islam used to say, the one who can't humble himself will never learn knowledge. Requires humility. Whatever you learn, whoever you learn from, in any type of science that you learn, requires humility to start sit in front of a teacher and to take knowledge from them. But if we do it for the dunya, we do it for our careers, we do it for our education, what about when it comes to the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And that is why from the moment that the Prophet sallallahu was sent with the command to seek knowledge in this religion, iqra, read, learn, from the very first moment until the Prophet sallallahu died and he passed away, he spent his life teaching people and spreading knowledge of this religion. 
And that is why the Prophet told us that knowledge is the inheritance of the prophets. That's what they left behind. Each and every single Muslim, therefore each and every single member of this community, of this ummah, has the opportunity and the ability to take, not from the inheritance of your mother, your father, your grandfather, but the inheritance of the Prophet of Allah wasallam, the best of mankind and the best of creation. As the scholars would say after they would narrate this hadith, it is up to you how much of that inheritance you want or how little of it you want. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he makes us from the people who take beneficial knowledge and put that knowledge into action and that Allah Azza wa Jal raises us through knowledge in terms of our deeds and in terms of our ranks and our status. Barakallahu wa liwalakum fil Qur'ani wa sunnah wa nafa'ani wa yakum bima fihima min al-ayati wa hikmah aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullaha li wa lakum wa lijam'i muslimina min kulli dhambin fastaghfiruh innahu kana ghaffara. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillahi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in amma ba'd. The statement that I mentioned to you of Ibn Mas'ud radiallahu an shows to us a reality that we're very familiar with. Living in a time when the people of knowledge are few, but the people who seek or who pretend to have knowledge or who can just simply read but with very little understanding are many. And the difference between the two is always those who are willing to learn and put in the time and effort and those who aren't. We live in a time when we are surrounded by difficulties and trials and tests. Tests that affect us and our family, our children and our religion. And it is difficult in this time because of the way that we're bombarded with information, with how easy it is to access different types of information to differentiate between what is correct and what is incorrect, what is authentic and what is weak, what is actually something which is substantiated from the Quran and Sunnah and what isn't. But the only recourse that we have is then to seek knowledge and to learn. And that is why that one of the initiatives that we're starting inshallah ta'ala from tomorrow in this masjid is a new study program. It's called Al-Isnad. And as you go out of the masjid, you'll see these banners that you can see by the entrances. All you have to do is scan that QR code, go to the website and learn from it. I don't expect every single person here to attend the course. Nor do I expect every single person to have that same passion maybe and zeal of knowledge that I maybe have or maybe others have. But what's something that we should all reflect upon is that it is our level of knowledge that brings us closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The more effort that you're willing to pour in, the more that you're willing to learn. And remember, as I said, that the companions were not all the most senior people of knowledge. But what made them special was that each and every single one of them was willing to learn what they could, when they could, and how they could. It is something which we need to reflect upon, not only for ourselves, for me and for you, but more importantly for our children and for the generations that will come. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah azza wa guides us to what is best. And that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showers his mercy and forgiveness upon us. That Allah azza wa keeps us steadfast upon this religion and protects us from the traps of shaitan. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he gives us life upon iman and death upon iman and resurrects us with the people of iman under the leader of the people of iman, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Subhana rabbika bi'izzati amma yasifun wa salamun ala mussaleen. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alayhi. This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org.